Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So if this is your first time tuning in, I want to take a minute and just pause and say welcome to the Kelly family. We're so excited that you're here joining us and we're so honored that you're spending your time to better your leadership better your management, and help your organization make those better business decisions. So I want to let you know that we have some resources available to you. If you would like to get a hold of some of our faculty and, and maybe pose some questions as an organizational leader, maybe you're working through the management chain, maybe you're trying to just sharpen your leadership skills, or you, you own a company and you're just having some problems and you would love for us to turn it into a topic, or you just know a person that would make a great guest for our show any of those apply to you, we would love to hear from you. So you, you can reach us by sending us an email to ROIPod. That's R-O-I-P-O-D at IEPUI.edu. Again, R-O-I-P-O-D at IEPUI.edu. Well, as we take a look at organizations all across the country, we've been able to see something that's been really awesome. We've been seeing a lot of diversity um, coming into boardrooms, coming into organizational culture. We've been seeing women take taking you know leadership jobs in in high numbers. We've seen you know uh, people of color. We've seen uh, so much diversity entering into the workplace. And obviously, you know, we still have work to do. There's there's always going to be things that you know we need to keep pushing forward, and we want to keep trying to uh, make make the workplace with as many. Uh, different perspectives and, and different trains of thought as possible so that we can have the best, most profitable, most enjoyable, and most fun workplace, you know, we could possibly make. You know, so as an organizational leader, as we see our teams becoming more diverse, as we begin to, um, you know, see um, so many new faces, different genders, all these facets come together um, to make a better and, and more inclusive team, how do we lead that? You know, because sometimes when we do bring more voices to the table, there can be opportunities for more tension. You know, when we bring more family around at the Thanksgiving table, it's going to bring new perspectives and there's just so much more tension because people have so many different views. And it doesn't mean one view is worse than the other. It doesn't mean one person's uh, existence is, is superior or inferior to another. It just means that we do have to, at some point, work together if we're going to make the best outcomes for everybody that's on our team. So that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to talk about how as a leader, how as an organizational leader, how as a leader in our communities, even a leader in nonprofits, wherever you sit, how we can work with a diverse group of people and navigate so we can all come out as winners because that is what we're doing. We're trying to work together so everybody wins. That's the goal. So I'm honored to be joined by a lecturer of management here at the Kelly School of Business, Barb Cotillo. Barb, thank you so much for being with us on the ROI podcast. Hi, everybody. And thanks, Matt, for having me. It's really great. So we're talking about having a manager, having a leader, having to navigate and lead and, and become a mediator at times when we're bringing so many voices to the table. You know, we have amazing ideas that probably we wouldn't have had if those voices were left out. But at the same time, we're also bringing a lot of tension to the table as well. So just from an organizational leader perspective, let's start with, you know, when you have all these voices at the table, where do we start? How as a leader should we begin to just come into these conversations so that we can be 
be effective and, and create conversations? Well, it is a ch- it's a great question, and you've you've hit on a really challenging situation for a lot of man- managers uh, today. Um, my experience, I've just you know I've I've spent a lot of years in business. I've been very successful. Now I'm back in the classroom, you know, bringing some of those experiences and sharing them with students. So I lived this. I lived what you were talking about about having diverse people at the table and solving business problems day to day and how challenging that can be when having all those different viewpoints um, and how do leaders really, you know, focus on and get people moving in the right direction. I mean, that's, so leaders are, you know, primarily tasked with, you know, leading people to accomplish goals in the organization. And um, so, that so the leader i think primarily needs to be sure that they understand what the goals of the organization are um and make sure that that's communicated clearly to the team first right so just your basic blocking and tackling in terms of um you know clear standards and goals that that need to to be accomplished um i think one of the best skills for leaders is to listen just to flat out just take give people time uh, to express them you know their position and listen with an open mind so it's a it's a combination of good listening skills it's growth mindset so someone who has an open mind about different perspectives um, but that can also you know if things veer off track which they tend they can do from time to time no enough about okay here but we're here to talk about this and these are our goals and to kind of steer the conversation back Uh, so making sure everyone has a voice at the table making sure that you're listening you've got a growth mindset people aren't being cut off or diminished in any way and and along with that growth mindset having that humility to and and to say you know what, I may not know the answer to this and I'm going to, you know, but I'm, you know, if I've assembled a good team here, there's hopefully someone here that does know the answer and can, you know, help us move forward. Um, When your team might be pointing fingers at each other or something, then, you know, that's when that, those, that mediation training comes, um, is, is helpful. Um, You know, I, I think there's a lot of different tactics, you know, based on your own personality, you can take a, a few different approaches. Humor always works really well. Um, getting people focused on, again, what the common goals are. Um, realizing that there are topics that everyone can agree on. And that, yeah, let's identify the things we can't and then figure out a way, you know, for people to to come together um, eventually. You know, and even taking just a, a step back from, uh, you know, those specific skills, because obviously, you know, we want to have those skills when we enter in those conversations with our team. You know, what what about having, having the skill of understanding that some people don't want, you know, to come, like they don't want their voice to be heard in, in a big group setting, you know, or they, you know, just some people are, they would rather process and take it in and then maybe have conversations on, on, on the side because, you know, it's just, it's just not a great place. How is an organizational leader, you know, can, can we be aware or talk about skills to be aware of, you know, when those conversations are best in a big group setting, but then at the same time, 
maybe when those conversations need to happen, you know, off to the side, or sometimes some people just don't even want to be a part of it at all. Cause they just, they just trust the organization and the leadership. And they're like, look, I, I don't want to be a part of that because, you know, I just, I'm okay with that, you know? And, and so how do we not get ourselves as, as an organization leader stuck in, well, now I'm pushing them past their own comfort or past where they want, want really want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. I, I think you're really hitting on the keys to being a really inclusive leader, which is, so when we hear that word inclusive, you automatically think, okay, well, right. People from different ethnic backgrounds or different genders or ages or things like that. But you've hit on, okay, we're talking also people that have different ways of thinking or processing things, or uh, they may be more introverted than extroverted. So these are, these are, this is diversity of thought, which honestly is, is probably more powerful than some of those, you know, ethnic differences. Um, and that has to be respected. Uh, we have, you know, as a leader, you, you know, getting the, I think step one is to sort of get to know the people that work for you or that you are, you know, in your organization, knowing them, um, personally will give you better insight and into how they like to operate and where, what, you know, some of people even, you know, they have their best time of the day is the morning. If you go ask them anything at four o'clock in the afternoon, they're checked out. Like they're, it's not going to happen. Right. So knowing people on your team, um, keeping, you know, keeping an open mind about their own, you know, diversity, um, whatever that may be, um, not stereotyping them in any way, uh, is, is very important as a leader. Um, and understanding that, yeah, everybody's different and unique and that should be celebrated and not diminished, uh, I think is, it's just a different mindset. It's a, it's looking at it, um, as a positive rather than a negative. I I think a lot of these conversations that focus, that, that are focused on diversity always come at it. Like it's something to be fought against. No, it's really something to be celebrated in my, in my opinion. When a leader tries and they have the heart of wanting to try to get to know people, sometimes there's, there's just a fear of, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, I don't, I want to get to know you, but I don't want to say the wrong thing and offend you. So a leader might just be like, I'm just going to walk on eggshells or I, I, I don't know how to approach this because I really do want to get to know you, but I'm more afraid of doing something that's going to offend you or doing something that's going to hurt your feelings. And then, you know, I'm going to feel awful as a leader. You know, so when, when organizational leaders are, or anyone in office is trying to, you know, bridge some of those divides, step into places where they're not comfortable, they don't know, maybe they're ignorant in, in how, um, you know, so other per- people view view the world, but they do really want to get to know people. You know, how should organizational leaders approach those conversations? You know, how do they kind of overcome some of those fears? And maybe what's the attitude that that people should kind of have when they're trying to get to know everyone on their team? Step one is to really know yourself. Uh, you, you've got to work on your own stuff, right? Because we all have, especially now coming out of the pandemic, a high level of social anxiety in just because we haven't maybe been in an office for with other people for a while and uh other than maybe our pets or something but uh so there are everyone has not everyone but I should say a lot of people have social anxiety at some level or just um you know you're fearful of of maybe starting you know like you said saying something that's wrong or or 
or offending somebody. And I, I think I, you know, I, I think again, having an open mind, having that growth mindset, being humble enough to say, you know what, I, I'm trying, I don't know. I'm not perfect at this. Please, please help me be better. Uh, is, is a, a great approach for a leader to take and, and, and I, and at the workplace, this is tough sometimes because we, you know, as in, as a manager or in, in a leadership position, you are looked at like, oh, well, you should know it all. Or you should be like, if you show any signs of weakness, right, that's going to be like career limiting and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't think so anymore. Um, I, I think that um, people respect the fact that you can say, hey, you know what, I, I, you know, want to learn more about you, but I'm not really even sure what to ask or how to, like, how to respond when this happens or something. Like, I, you know, I want to, um, you know, just how, how can we, um, how can we connect in a meaningful way? There are some things that, uh, that leaders can, like, ta- these are really tactical, but, you know, usually people love to talk about their kids or, even furry kids, but pets, right? Four-legged kids um, or other, you know, hobby type things. So a lot of times when you're in an office situation, you can see at the, what's at somebody's desk, you know, pictures or, you know, um, little trinkets and things that give you a heads, a, you know, kind of a heads up about what's important to these people. Pay attention, right? Um, listen to what they're saying. I I also am a big fan of, of ha- sharing meals with people or a coffee or something and, and, and just really, you know, everyone loves to talk about themselves. (laughs) So ask a few questions. And, you know, in other words, this is an opportunity for leaders to learn more about the people that work for them, not for the leader to just, you know, tell them everything they're working on. Right. I mean, that's what the meetings are for, but to really just try to connect with people. Um, And, you know, in COVID, you know, I think, most meetings that I've had with people lately I, that I haven't talked to in a while, that's one of the things that comes up over and over again, which is, you know, how, because everyone experienced it, right? Everyone in some way, good or bad, there were, there were positives and negative. But so just to, just to ask the question and then listen what they say, I, I think, think is valuable. And I think you brought up something important, that idea of the social anxiety, you know, that's like a lot of people come in with social anxiety and that it's fair to say too, that it's not just like as an organizational leader, if I'm coming up and, you know, you're on my team, I just want to get to know you. I know nothing about you. I'm kind of anxious because, you know, I don't want to say anything that's going to, you know, offend you or do anything. Um, But at the same time, you know, I'm sure the same way on the other side, you're wanting to get to know me as, okay, who's, who's my team leader? Who's the people that I'm going to be working with most? And there's also anxiety on that other side too, and kind of almost having that awareness that, okay, hey, maybe there's this, there's anxiety on both sides. There's wanting to get it right on both sides because, you know, a leader wants to get to know, you know, their teammates well and their teammates wants to get to know the leader well. And there's all these dynamics at play. We both don't want to say the wrong thing. And you brought up those universal topics, which I think are, are really great. Um, And so, you know, I want to kind of uh, shift a little bit into, you know, how then do we lead our teams? You know, as a leader, you know, we, we embrace like these principles of humility. We're, we're trying, we're pushing through um, a lot of these barriers within ourselves so that we can uh, 
get the best outcomes and grow the individuals to their fullest potential. Because as a great leader is doing, they're trying to grow their team um, because when the team wins, like everybody wins. Um, and so, you know, when you bring in a lot of these ideas and more voices are at the table, like we kind of said in the beginning, it does create more tension. And so how do organizational leaders begin to start navigating some of that tension? How, when, when let's say, you know, everyone's leaving a meeting and, and there's a couple people that are just really, really, I mean, fighting for something and other people, you know, how do you, where do leaders need to start with some conflict resolution or Mm -hmm. diffusing some of the tension um, in some of those meetings? Well, some tension is good in a business. Uh, Some, some tension is helpful because you've got, you know, just naturally you've got areas of your business that may not, that, that kind of push back at each other to make sure that you are accomplishing your goals, right? Like sales and ops, right? You know, they, they, they just automatically sort of butt heads from time to time and that's okay, right? That's, that as a leader is something that, um, you know, you've, you have to expect, you have to sort of, um, you know, but it, it, in a, it should be evaluated or, or, you know, it, it can't get out of control. Let's put it that way. Um, you don't want it to get, get, you know, too crazy. Um, so if it does get really crazy though, um, you've got to bring, you got to bring people together and try to find that common ground. There's something together, right. That those two groups both, you know, want to accomplish or want to have happen. And I usually, if you've hired, you know, if the people there are, are also, you know, working hard to reach the company goals, then, then those company goals and meeting those should be something that is common to everyone. And as a leader, you're going to need to remind people of that. You're also going to have to remind people of the values of the organization. So, right. So why are we here? What are we doing? What's our mission? What, wh- how do we conduct ourselves? Right. Do we do, are we, um, you know, transparent with each other? Do we hold each other accountable? Do we act with integrity? You know, what are our values at this organization? And so, um, so kind of helping as a leader, helping the team stay when the guard in the, you know, within the, the guardrails of, um, of the journey that, that you're on, um, is, and, and you still may have conflict. Um, those are going to perhaps, like you said, some people don't like to express it in a big group. They'll send the nasty email later. Right. Uh, so you've got to, um, address it. And, and when it happens, sometimes it's a conversation, sometimes it's another email. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a lot of the work that leaders do that successful leaders do is to make sure that, that, um, you know, people are moving forward. We're not getting stuck, just spinning around. Right. Um, and, uh, that you've got, you know, there's, you've identified for people what the upside is. And you know what? Sometimes it's easy to do that when there's, depending on the business issue, you know, there are usually things that leaders can come up with like, Hey, here's the, here's the good thing about this, right? It may not feel good right now, but here's the good thing. And here's where we're headed. And this is why it's going to be great in the long run, right? Short run might be terrible. Long run, very good. 
but that kind of transparency, I mean, some leaders are happy to share that. Some, And I personally feel like if you want to be an effective leader with the, with the, with the workforce that's there to, that we have today, they're smart, they're educated. They, they, you know, no, no, it's not like people are blindly following leaders. You know, you, as a leader, you have to show them that transparency. You have to be transparent with, with the motives or the, 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 the goals of the organization and, and, um, or they're not gonna, not going to trust you. And I think trust is a big part of it. We haven't said that yet, but it is. Uh, building trust, that's really what you're doing when you're trying to connect with people one-on-one um, and get to know them is build trust. And don't take it for granted. Taking a, another step into that, when, let's say, an idea, everyone's bringing their ideas, maybe some snippets of one idea is is working or it gets integrated into the larger idea, but let's say some people just have, don't feel like their idea made it anywhere. You know, maybe their idea didn't get recognized or they feel like it wasn't recognized. It was recognized, but maybe it didn't feel that way because their idea didn't go forward. Or, you know, like you said, someone left heated and they just needed to send a nasty email or get it off their chest or they're just in a place that they they either feel like unheard, they feel angry, they feel like they're not important how is an organizational leader, can they come alongside their team and coach, you know, some of their, some of their um, teammates through that? Because it's, it's, you know, there's, there's that separation of, of like that it's personal. People forget it's so bought into it's, it's my idea. I feel like it's great. And there's like a lot of personal buy into it, even though it has nothing to do with, you know, that person, um, you know, and, but it's, it's a real thing. You know, some people, their ideas win and then sometimes they don't go far. And so how as a leader, when those moments happen, can they come alongside and coach their team through that so that we can all come back to the table and continue to fight for, for each other? What's interesting though, to about, um, you know, this having leaders, you know, kind of help the coach being, be a good coach, uh, say for the persons that their idea didn't make it to the top of the, you know, top of the pile, um, you know, it, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's where you got to use some of your empathetic skills, right? You got to put yourself in their, in their shoes a little bit, maybe, um, try to get, try to understand how they must be feeling, you know, if their idea wasn't quite, you know, wasn't, didn't make it through. Um, so that's kind of going to be on a case by case basis, but I do feel like, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been in a lot of, of brainstorming type ideation sessions and things with companies and, you know, every idea has in a, in a setting like that can be, you know, sometimes ideas may be spoken in the room, but it's not, and it may not be eventually used, but it was the launch pad for another idea that was used, right? So it got people thinking and, um, and that innovative process is it takes everybody being engaged and 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 a diverse group of people to really pull it off effectively um and that's what you I mean that's one of the benefits of having that diversity is because those you know when you get individuals that a are you know are come from diverse backgrounds or or have a diverse way of thinking um 
and they all come to the table as leaders, you can leverage that to really get more innovative, right? And, and get better ideas. So I, and I know you were kind of saying, Hey, well, what about the person that didn't make it? I, I feel like there's a lot to be said for just being a part of the conversation for being, for speaking up, right? There's a lot of positives that you can still support and coach and, and say, Hey, you know what, even though we didn't do take your idea this time, that doesn't mean it wasn't important. And we may need your idea next time, right? Or whatever. And finally, as we begin to wrap up the episode, there's sometimes we are, you know, we have a a big initiative and we have a lot more time to really, you know, drill in, bring a bunch of voices to the table, really have those conversations that bring out the best idea. Sometimes as a leader, though, we do feel the, the pressure of time, you know, the timeliness of making a decision, the timeliness of you know, we have to have these things line up a certain way. And, you know, a lot of times when we think about, man, you know, I want to bring all these voices and we're, we're, it's almost like leaders get stuck in the middle of, I want to get as much perspective as possible, but more, more people means more time. means more, you mean, there's a lot more complexity to it. It's not to not making the case against it. I'm just saying the reality is there are more complexities when you're getting people in. And as a leader, you're wrestling with, well, I have these strict deadlines or I have, I feel the clock. Like I, maybe the, it's not as strict of a deadline, but you just feel the pressure of the clock and you're stuck in the middle and you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, what to do. How as an organizational leader, do you change your perspective or how do you um, navigate in those moments where, how do you bring as many voices as possible? And at the same time, like juggle the time to, you know, like to, how do you, how, what, what, what wisdom do you have for leaders in that, in those realms? All right. So I have a couple of thoughts about this. One is that you can't always bring every voice to the table for every decision that a leader makes. Now, having said that, if you're, if you are, if you know your people really well and you have built and, and you are transparent with them and you've built up trust, you're going to get to know them well enough. Okay. And they are going to know you well enough and trust you enough that you, you have those voices in your head. I mean, honestly, you, you, you know what Bob in accounting is going to say, you know, you know what, um, you know, Jordan in marketing is going to say, like, you know, uh, you've already talked to him. Like you, you've had enough conversations with these people that if you have to make quick decisions that you, you, you already are, because your day-to-day approach is to be an inclusive leader, you're going to have, and you get to know these people in that process, your filter by which you make decisions is going to be broader and more inclusive. So it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that case. Um, you're going to know their perspective. So, so, you know, I, I feel like if you do the work and and understand it and really accept it and and not you know diminish those voices in your head when you're tasked with making quick decisions you're going to have a much better um, foundation from which to draw and make them and then they'll trust you <laughs> again Barb Cotillo 
lecturer of management here at the Kelly School of Business. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. We're so honored to have you back here on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much, Matt. It was really great to be here. I enjoyed it so much. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.